Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm super excited for our guest today, Ali Casaza. Ali, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I am excited. We podcasted together a long time ago back in my Moms Who Know podcast days, and I have learned so much from Allie. Uh, Allie is the go-to gal when it comes to minimalism, and I want to say real-life minimalism for moms. It's not the kind of minimalism where you get rid of everything and have this totally unreasonable type life. It's the kind where you can declutter, get rid of the excess and really live the good life without your stuff getting in the way. So Allie's story has been inspiring for me as she's the author of Declutter Like a Mother, which came out in 2021, fantastic book, as well as the host of her own podcast. Tell us the name of your podcast. My podcast is The Purpose Show. The Purpose Show. Awesome. Well, anything that I missed, tell us about your family, your kids, and anything else we should know about you. Yeah. So I kind of live all over the place with my family. We travel a lot. We have a couple of different landing points around America, (laughs) but we're like super adventurous. We homeschool our kids. I have four kids and my husband and I homeschool them them together and love to like go all over the place together. So that's kind of our weird little life. But my business is like what has given me that life and the freedom to live it. And it's my passion. I help women, especially moms, simplify everything like home schedule business, everything that's, that's my expertise. Yeah, perfect. Well, that is why you are a perfect fit for this show. So let's dive in then. How do you make mom life simple? Yeah. So the method that I've developed over the last like six, seven years, kind of now that it's been so long, kind of just goes from, we always start at home. We always start in the home environment because your environment um, affects everything. Marshall Goldsmith always says, which by the way, he's the author of the book triggers. You might want to put that in show notes because it's incredible. I highly recommend, but he always says, you know, either you're creating and controlling your environment or your environment is creating and controlling you. And so I love to have people start with their home environment first. So that's where we start. And then that kind of goes over into like helping your family live more simply, getting your kids on board with that, looking at what that means for your schedule and really just how your week is feeling, how your life is going, how you're feeling day to day. And really like what this is all about, whether you end up like business is kind of on the end of the spectrum for me. Some moms don't have businesses. And if you do, it really like helps you run it. If you fix like home and life and schedule and kids and stuff first, but whether, no matter how far you go on the, on in the method, what I love about what I do and this, and the system that I've developed is that it really is not about limiting. It's about creating space for you to fill with whatever you want rather than life kind of happening to you, your day kind of coming at you. You're more um, the author of how things are going. You're more in charge and then giving yourself that space for spontaneity for, you know, kind of the crap to hit the fan for life to happen as it does. You have space for it though. You're not so stretched super thin on a daily basis to where when life does happen, now you're in survival mode, you know? Yeah. I love that so much because I think that 
a lot of times people don't even realize that they're there. It's just life kind of, whether it's the stuff or the schedule or whatever, it's just kind of piled up and you don't even realize what is, you know, what's the cause, what's behind that feeling of heaviness, that feeling of discontent or overwhelm. So I love how you start with the environment. Can you give us some tips? I would also, because I think you tell it so powerfully, tell us a little bit about what got you started with clearing out your own environment. Yeah. So that story starts about, I always go by the age of my third baby. (laughs) So that was like 10 years ago. I had just had him. So I had three under three. And of course it was a really overwhelming, crazy time, but I really believe that life is what you make it. And you, you work with the cards that you're dealt, but you can rearrange them. Like you can figure out something different if you want to. And I just really wasn't I wasn't accepting of how everyone was telling me like, wow, that's so crazy. You have such young kids all in a row. Good luck. Wait till they're teenagers. If you think it's hard now, you don't even know. Like just this very negative, unhelpful, unsupportive idea of being a mother. And so I decided that if I didn't want it to be that way, and I didn't want to always be cleaning up messes, and I didn't want to always be kind of trying to get the kids busy so I could catch up, then I didn't have to. And I would find a different way. And I spent, I mean, I'm very much summarizing. I was definitely depressed. I was really struggling. I had anxiety. I didn't really know what to do. And I had spent months trying to figure that out and come to a decision or some kind of conclusion. And then one day I had this really, really bad day with the kids. And I was just snapping at like my toddlers. Like it's, it was just, I'm just not being myself. And I ended up going up in my bathroom and locking the door and just like, like slumping down against the wall. Like there has to be something different than this. What am I missing? And ended up just having this moment. I think I was kind of looking for something almost more like philosophical, but very logical. (laughs) It ended up being super practical. I just, I saw myself constantly running around, constantly cleaning up, constantly maintaining junk that we didn't even need or use or love. Like, why was it even there? And, And why was I letting my environment take me away from my purpose, from my family, from knowing myself. I had no idea who I was. I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. Like I was just constantly maintaining mundane stuff. that doesn't really matter. And that got me to a place of being really angry. And I used that as motivation to just get rid of everything that wasn't worth it. That feeling carried me through the next couple of weeks where I literally just got rid of everything that wasn't worth that feeling. And that was a lot of stuff. And from there, my life completely changed. I mean, it completely turned around and I, everything got lighter. I, my relationship was affected. My relationship with myself was affected. How I was parenting was affected. My days were affected. Like everything got better. My depression lifted and never came back. I just gave myself some space to, to feel and be. And then of course I was blogging that journey as it was happening and ended up you know, having a bunch of people resonate because we need this. And yeah, it went from, it went from there. That's awesome. I really think it's so interesting that you were looking for more of a philosophical answer, right? You were like, what's this, some heavenly download that's going to come and tell you this thing that, that the answer, and yet the answer you got was so practical. And I think it's so interesting because 
it's almost like that's how it works. We get, we don't get the whole roadmap like, oh, Allie, well, this is step one of your 25 step plan to building your multi-million dollar business. It's not like that. It's like, here's the next thing you need to do. And it was a simple thing, but it started this whole ripple effect in your life. Now, when you're working with women, you have them start in this same place. And have you seen the same kind of ripple effects happen for them? Yeah. For a long time, I, I really wanted, I really want to be the best at what I do. And for a long time, I tried to like, I tried to be very open-minded and think maybe there's another way, maybe there's somewhere else we should start. Maybe like, just because it was my journey doesn't mean it should be everyone else's. So I spend a lot of time researching. I spend a lot of time keeping up on like scientific studies that back what I do or counter what what I do, like I'm very much like a researcher and a figure outer. I spend a lot of time decluttering people's homes for free and just asking them questions and kind of grilling them on what's going through their mind and how they're feeling. Like I love this stuff. And so through all of that, it has always consistently been start with your physical environment. There's something very therapeutic about starting there. And so when people do that, they think that they need to figure out their relationship issues, or they think they need to figure out how to do the inner work. And yes, that's beautiful work. I do that every day. It's so important. But when you're in a state of absolute overwhelm and your physical environment is working, against you, not for you. It is so good for you to just start there because it's, even if it's difficult, it's much easier to take out, you know, trash out of your space than it is to look at where your inner child is hurting while you sit in a room full of clutter, like start with the physical environment. And then all that deep inner stuff, all the parenting work you want to do, all that inner work you want to do, that business you want to start and grow, the relationship you want to create to flourish from being really tense and not doing so well right now, all of that, you're going to have space for it. And you're teaching yourself things about yourself as you declutter the physical stuff. So that's what I mean when I say it's therapeutic. And over and over again, throughout these years, I have found consistently starting with your environment is the absolute best thing you could do. Yeah, I love that. And I think I've seen that in my own life. I definitely believe that's true. Can you speak a little bit, help us understand what do you mean by creating space? Because I think you're talking about more than just, you know, there used to be 20 toys there and now there's five. So creating space means, you know, how so much of a time when you're just kind of going through life. So you've got, you know, your kids, your work, your relationship, you know, yourself, your friends, all the things you have house things to keep up. Just life. It can so easily and so often feel like there's just literally not enough space for all of it. And how are you supposed to like, oh, you read this article about how meditation is really helpful. Well, where the heck am I going to find time to meditate? When am I going to read all these books on my shelf? Where am I going to implement everything that I'm learning to grow my business? I want to grow a podcast. How am I going to actually make that happen? Use what's around us in our physical environment and clear it to literally create space. And I mean that physically. I also mean that metaphorically, like energetically, what takes up your space takes up your time. So if you declutter, you're creating more time, more time for spending time with your kids for doing yoga, whatever it is you want to do. And so it's, that's why it's so therapeutic. It's so important. It is physically creating space and metaphorically, energetically, mentally, even emotionally creating space because so much of clutter is attached to emotion. So literally like all the elements of you as a being are connected to your environment, which is why you need to start there and why it's so connected to every other part of you. Yeah. I've definitely seen that to be true in my own life. As I've gotten rid of things, suddenly I have 
more time and more energy and just more clarity around what I want to do and what I can do where I don't know. It really, I think it's a good point about the energetic component of your space. I mean, of your things, because it's not something that we necessarily think about a lot, but it does have this energy that just kind of holds you back and doesn't even allow you. It, it seems so weird if you think about it in a linear way, like, okay, if I get rid of some extra you know, bags of clothes in my closet, then I'll have the space in my life to create a podcast. And yet there's something that's happening there that that is like a plus B does equal C in this weird kind of equation. Any insights on why that works? It is so weird. And it's, it's funny because people will come to me, especially when I did like a lot of one-on-one client work, they would come to me and be like, here's all my problems. And none of them was their environment. Yeah. Maybe sometimes like, oh, and also like, I just can't keep up with the house, but that's like, everyone would say that. And I would say like, well, we need to start with your space because energetically you're creating a cycle. So to stop a cycle, we can fix the easiest part of the route, which is your environment. And they would almost seem like irritated, like I'm paying you to like, help me and like life coach me. You're telling me like to just clean up, like, but every single time there's lessons there, there's your shift. So if the environment is causing an energetic shift, then by changing the environment, you are also causing an energetic shift in the opposite way and the positive way that you desire. So it really is like that, you know, the saying as above, so below, I always say as within, so without, so mm. changing the external environment, you change the internal environment, change the internal environment, you change the external environment. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. I, I imagine that it's an interesting journey for people who feel like that's not my problem. Like I've got a bunch of problems, but that's not one of them. And yet I hope for listeners that this is opening up the idea that this is something it's a place to start. Just like with you as a young mom, it's a place that can, you can start, that you can do something. Maybe you can't solve all of your life problems and things going on in your marriage and things with your kids and whatever else is going on, but you can start here and you'll feel just a little bit better and you'll see the next step, whatever that is. And to me, that idea is really hopeful because decluttering is something we can all do. Even, even if you're already pretty well decluttered, stuff with kids. I'm telling you, it just keeps creeping in. Doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like with kids, it's pretty, pretty much constantly coming in because it's not even really your fault. Like a lot of things we do have control over and we think, well, this is just normal. Like this is what people do for their kids and we can control parts of that, but it's not even really about that. Like my kids have things, we get my kids toys and we get them things and we reward them with things. Like it's, it can be normal. It's just that when things are, when you have kids that are getting school paperwork and McDonald's toys and Chick-fil-A, Happy Meal, whatever the heck's like whatever, things are just coming in all the time. De- toys from a dentist, toys from giving relatives, to- you know, party bags from the party they went to, whatever it is. Like it's paperwork. Paperwork is such a big deal. The artwork they create, art supplies, like tech, like everything. It's just a lot. Like kids just come with some things, but it doesn't mean that it has to override how you want things to feel and how you want them to grow up. If our environment affects us as adults so much and what we've been talking about here, imagine how much it affects someone who isn't developed yet. 
I mean, it's yeah. the cortisol, the stress hormone is spiked. The anxiety is increased. Their IQs are proven to drop. They have trouble focusing. They get into more trouble. They tend to be more materialistic as adults. They tend to not know how to self-regulate their emotions. Like this is a big deal. We should be teaching our kids what we were not taught ourselves. Definitely. Well, I'd love to hear some tips. I know this is what your new book is about. So tell us a little about your new book and how we can teach this concept to our kids. And I'm going to add here, you know, with some of my kids, they've embraced having less stuff. And some of my kids really, they want their stuff. Like they, they don't want to get rid of the old stuff to make room for the new. They just want to hold on to it. So I'd love to hear how you work with kids. And I bet you have different personalities with your four also. Yeah. So there's a program that I developed that a part of that is in, in the kids book. So the, the book is called be the boss of your stuff. And it is like declutter, like a mother, but for kids, it is the kid's guide to decluttering your space and creating your room to be like what you want. So I'm teaching all of this to kids, explaining it to them in a very kid-friendly voice. There's an audio book where my two older kids are talking and teaching and helping. There's notes from my two kids, my older two, again, I have four. I always say my two kids and people are like, the older two are, you know, putting notes in the book. Like your, your kids are going to meet my kids and learn about it from them as well as me, which is really cool. It's half journal, half book to read. So it's very engaging, very interactive. And I'm really good at teaching people how to look within and figure out what they really want and why things have been like this in the first place and how it would feel if it was better. And then using that as motivation to carry it out and keep going. But in the program that I created, this is not in the book because the kids don't know how to analyze themselves like this, but for the parent, there's five types of kids and I won't go through them all because it's expansive and long, but basically it sounds like your kids are the emotional and attached type, which is fine. I have two of those myself out of my four. And basically they just need, you just need to understand what motivates them and why they're like, like that. There's nothing wrong with it, nothing to change, but we still want to teach those kids how to have a healthy relationship with stuff, right? We don't want them to have to go through the cycle of consumerism and have to learn how to declutter or be hoarders down the road. Like just like with food or the treatment of people, or as they get older, like sexuality, whatever it is, we want to teach our kids how to use what, how they are and not change it, but use it for good and know how to live with that thing. And stuff is a part of life. So even if your child seems to be more attached and emotional, never want to get rid of things, we still have a responsibility as parents to teach them how to have a healthy relationship with consuming. And that is what the five types is about. That is what the book is about, both like my program for adults and the book for the kids. That's awesome. I think that that is such a good thing to teach your kids in the, in the culture that we live in. We all know we just have a lot of stuff. And if we can help our kids to have, like you said, it's having a healthy relationship with our stuff, you know, and it goes beyond with their environment, with their food, with all the things that they're coming in contact with. And this is just one piece of that puzzle. So it is as a parent, a way that you can help equip them for the future and help them understand what they can do both now and later. So I think there's so much value there. The book is called Be the Boss of Your Stuff. You guys can go and check that out. Ali, any final thoughts uh, that you would share with us that you feel like will really help moms just to simplify their lives? I just want to say that I know sometimes when you need this stuff, you're at a point where it's, it's pretty overwhelming and it can feel like adding another thing in. But if you just spent a few minutes a day simplifying 
something small and easy, like that is going to make a difference. And the return on investment of that little bit of time spent is going to keep coming back to you and keep setting you free. So maybe you cut out something else. Maybe you don't make meals as much next week, or you, you know, do takeout or you make a bunch of food on Sunday and you freeze it and eat from that. So you can spend some time like clearing stuff from your plate, literally and metaphorically, but make space for the decluttering, make space for the thing that's going to set you free, because that is ultimately going to lead to, you know, you feeling so much better and then being able to give so much more to the people that you love and yourself. Awesome. Well, tell people where is the best place that they can find and follow you. I show up on Instagram most. My story there, I use that as kind of a daily sort of vlog. I give a lot of like quick tips, bite-sized things, a little peek behind the scenes of like kind of what this lifestyle will you know, look like when you're, you know, finished quote unquote. <laughs> and then obviously alicasaza.com, you can check out the programs, the courses. I do discounts every now and then things like that. So just kind of stay in the loop, get on the email list and let me know how I can support you with what it is that you need help simplifying. Awesome. Well, we will link to all of that. Thank you so much for being here. And I just want to personally thank you because I feel like the way that you teach decluttering is really geared towards me. It has helped me personally. It's really applicable for me as a mom and has helped the whole lifestyle seem doable where sometimes when you read other things on minimalism, it's like, okay, that is, that's not my, that's not my thing, but yeah, it's just not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, exactly. But I love the way that you teach it. And so I know that this will really resonate with my listeners. So thanks again for being here and thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you next week on mom's life made simple. Thanks for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Need some help making your mom life simple? I offer group coaching programs using my four-step method called the Mom's Method. This is a process of manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification that will give you the balance, progress, and joy you're looking for. Visit ChanelNielsenCoaching.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chanel Nielsen Coaching. I love to hear from you. Reach out with your questions, your feedback, and let me know how I can help make your mom life simple.